You're meant to pour everyone else first, kid. <laughs> I am mad. You're hanging out with Asians and one Mexican. Wait. So you pour them first, and then you and me are last. I'm about to pour you no coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Back to another episode of Take Two. So today we got Ben, Angel again, Kurt, and David, and this is a, I think a really fun episode. We just cook some fish wings. Yeah, yeah. dude, that the fish wings are so fucking good. Ah, their flavour. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we'll start off there. Actually, like, where did the idea for the fish wings come from? Um, shit, I think. Uh, Being a sick cunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I worked. I worked in a restaurant uh, just after I left London called Ikijimi. Yeah, and Ikijimi was a seafood only restaurant. So uh, mm. we obviously tried to use as many pasta fish as possible: the head, the eyes, the offal, everything. Mm. And when we started using wings, uh, man, they're, they're, they're delicious, you know. And like, it kind of reminded me of like barbecues, like having like ribs in your hand or like chicken wings in your hand, but fish mm. wings, man. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, I was like, dude, like I, I don't think I've ever one time in my life have gone to a restaurant and have I read in a menu fish wings. Fuck. But like you have them at a barbecue, you have them at a restaurant and they just, they're just daggy places, man. Like they're so fatty, they're gelatinous, the skin's got flavor, they're juicy. Mm. You can just put anything you want on them, you know? And, 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 it's just one of those things like where you can use your hands and just get in there with yeah. the flavor like, like, just like yeah just yeah yeah right? it's not like, like a sin if I was going to yeah. eat it with a spoon it doesn't make sense <laughs> to like, like you know, you know color and stuff like no that. no 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 way like as I said like in the in the, in the video like I can't tell the people watching us going to be disgusted or turned on like it's uh, <laughs> just it's just one of those things yeah it's, it's, it's hand good. food it's finger mm, looking good and fuck. and it's <clears> such a pity that it's such an underrated piece of fish yeah. so many people try to showcase you know the the supreme <clears throat> piece of the product like the fillet or whatever it is but like we're not showing off the entire thing what we have yeah, like the totally. you've got a fish head with the cheeks or like the eyes like you got people like saint peter's and stuff using like eye crackers and stuff you know mm-hmm. like that's awesome like why not why not use all of the product but the yeah. first time i actually came encounter with fucking these fish wings the elusive fish wings <laughs> was actually when i met the chef yeah at, at a bates barbecue and he t- took you by surprise. Yeah, well, he was just like, he was like, oh, yeah, the chef's making some fish wings. And I was like, you're fucking taking the piss, right? Like, what the fuck are, shif- or what the fuck are fish wings? <laughs> and he's like, dude, they're fucking next level. You got to check it out. And then, like, chef was, like, queuing them up. They looked amazing. And I was like, the fuck can you take off of these things? And sure enough, dude, like, yeah. they're just so moist and mm. so fresh. Yeah. And so meaty. Meaty. Fatty. Yeah, 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 bro. Crazy. Fucking like crazy. Yeah. And everything so is good. Ah, it's dangerous. Crazy. And, and then the glaze. Like the three bones in there. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah well, that's ca- it. Yeah. Cartilage, really, yeah. Mm. Yeah. The bones are almost like spoons, though. Yeah, like oh, you they are. That's the same, man. If you have some like dirty fried rice or something, you just go straight in mm. there. Like, you don't need no <laughs> cutlery, man. Like, it's kind of like a skewer. Like, you just press it in. Delicious. Eat that part up. first, and then you got a fork. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, going back even further, like, what, where did it all start? Like, cooking. Uh, far out. I mean, probably back when I was in high school. I think uh, okay. back when I was sixteen, mm. I decided I wanted to be a chef. Yeah. Uh, you know, before that, I said I want to be like an actor, and you know, that's. Uh, <laughs> and now that's you're not, acting. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm acting. Yeah, I'm acting as a chef. Yeah. <laughs> I can cook, chef. <laughs> no, um, 
No, but you know, I started cooking. I think yeah. uh, growing up, like we had a lot of uh, homestay students when I was young, mm. ever from a young age. So like we had different people from all parts of the world. Definitely a lot of people from um, Asian cultures. So when I was young, I grew up with like things like kimchi and and no you know, shit. like Welcome yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's it. Oh, man, I absolutely love kimchi. There are terrible times where like I was I was bad with seafood. Uh, growing up, like I couldn't even walk past the seafood market without profusely uh, throwing up everywhere. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was bad. It was bad. So my parents used to like they loved Asian food, so they'd be putting out the kimchi and then they get like dried squid and oh, all of those oh, kind of things. And they put the dried squid in the oven on a Friday night oh. when the vinos are coming out, and I'd be hiding up in my room like. <laughs> I couldn't stand so, it. Man. Know, dried squid does have a yeah, it's like got that. intense smell. It's got like a fart kind of smell. Absolutely intense. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. like, damn, so I, I never even thought about it. Like, it I like yeah, the smell. It was hard. Like, it was I like hard. the smell of fart. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just catch a whiff of it. You're like, mm. like that's a good brand. Yes. But uh, no, intense, man. I couldn't yeah. go anywhere near seafood at yeah. all. That's um, crazy because, like, I think of you of like as like a fucking seafood master. Like, yeah, the whole see here it is. Well, um, you know, growing as I said, growing up a lot of different homestay students my yeah. mum was really big on cooking and yep. she was always really interested in like what their cuisine was or like you know like what's your favorite dish what did your mum make for you yeah so from okay. a young age i was trying like as i said things like kimchi or like different curries or things from like brazil and argentina oh, and oh, wow. you know like my mum was quite creative with the cooking so i always used to try like a lot, a lot of different flavors you know, and uh, I think I learned like what not to do from my dad. Sorry, dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> my, my, my dad was one of the guys who just be like, yeah. okay, so like here's a roast chicken, and we'll put the cauliflower in at the same time. You know, uh, so yeah. it's like you take out the chicken and the cauliflower. Wait, 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 you charcoal, but like, <laughs> yeah, but, no, you, 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 you learn the things from him as well, because like, he'd just grab everything from the cupboard, chuck it in. I was like, you know what? One day, dad, like you're gonna grab everything from the cupboard, and for some reason it's just going to go together and I'm going to be like holy shit that was amazing and it happened once Dad, and it was incredible you know but right yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but um so like I think like that was a big introduction to different flavors and, yeah. and and different foods and obviously like regarding seafood it was a lot of stuff that I didn't like uh so then going in school I was just going to like cooking class and yep. stuff like that you know food and nutrition and I think I just had a big love for it and I decided you know I wanted to be a chef yeah. When I was in Auckland, though, um, uh, maybe about six, seven years ago, there was quite an Asian influence in Auckland. Mm. Like I was telling you on the way over here, it's like I went to this amazing Japanese. It was it was like an izakaya kind of uh, yeah, spot yeah, yeah. that you like walk underground and then they actually cook for you. Like it wasn't a hibachi grill, but it was like a really long grill mm. where they were like doing different skewers and stuff. Mm. And it was like quite a strong Asian influence in Auckland from what I remember. Yeah, man. Yeah. Is there... New Zealand's a very multicultural country. Yeah. So it was the same kind of thing. Like when, when I finally got into cooking, like I left school quite early. Uh, I was shocking at school, man. You know, I remember sitting there in math class, like I don't need math. I'm going to be a chef. <laughs> that worst decision Incredible. of my life. Like, yeah, you, you need math to be a chef. Yeah, yeah. You need, yeah, like, young guys out there. Like, <laughs> you want to cost the menu or work out a recipe? Like, learn, learn your math. Like, go to school. So how many fish uh, yeah. <laughs> you got six people. I need uh, five fish wings. So. No, but, uh, you know, so that, that was bad. Um, but, you know, like, you, you learn that as Real. you go along. So but did you, like, go to, like, um, culinary school or, like... Yeah, so I started an apprenticeship. Yeah. Uh, so mm. in New Zealand, it was, like, a three-year apprenticeship. And 
you only go to university for about three months out of that, and the rest okay. of it's all on the job. Yeah. Um, nice. So that's awesome, you know. Like I started at a little place called the well, not little, but Hilton Hotel. Oh, so I was at the Hilton wow. Hotel for about Tiny five place. years. Yeah. 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 Small <laughs> little spot. Yeah. Little spot. Little Out of the out of the countryside. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, so that was great. So like, went through different things there and. Leaving school early, you're kind of you're a little bit out of your comfort zone. All your sure, friends yeah. are still back in school, yeah, true. and you're kind of just like out in the world. You've you've left two years before everyone else. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. You're like, well, shit, like, hell where am I? And I just remember coming in and just seeing all of these guys with like sharp knives and and doing crazy stuff, you know. And you're walking in like fresh off the block, and I still remember that like the first time, one of the first times I went in, and I had this the only knife I had was this crazy boost off. Right. You know, like a massive shit. German knife. Because that's what the guy at the shop told me to get. I was like, oh, well, what do I get as my first knife? Like an apprentice. Just, ah, oh, you You're want this. Make an impression. Yeah, and of course, like, <laughs> you just like, like, like a, one of the first jobs <laughs> the chef gave me was like, I want you to brimoise like carrot, celery, and onion. I was like, yeah, no worries. Like, pulled up. He's like, yeah, like, he's like, do you have anything else apart from a samurai sword? And I was like, uh, chef, I've got a paring knife. He was like, and I, I think they just left it to me to do it just for a piss day because obviously I went down. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, it's taken me like a good few years to learn how to do a proper brumoise, you know. His arseholes gave it to me on my first day. But uh, no, so I've been uh, cooking since like, you know, 16 in a, in a proper kitchen. And Amazing. Yeah. It's so how been, old are you now? I'm 28. Yeah. Oh wow, fucking young, yeah. dude! So, Twenty eight in four days. <laughs> <laughs> True, and the yeah. burpee Happy boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's been it's been you know ten ten years of solid cooking, but um. But yeah. it's such yeah, an advantage today, though, yeah. like at a young age, like if you know what you want to do, because yeah, like start, half right, of the yeah. fucking panel is like, yeah. what do I want to do? Well, the life? first thing I knew I needed to do was conquer seafood. <laughs> yeah, real. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, my dude. first job actually before I started properly cooking and taking on my apprenticeship was a seafood uh, cooking school. Wow. So it was at the Auckland Seafood Market, and I used to, each day I'd go to work, and I'd get to the Auckland Seafood Market, and I'd have to be like, all right, well, I'm on level two. So yeah. I'd, I'd just cover my nose and, like, run up the stairs and, <laughs> like, try not to gag, you know, and getting up and looking at the menu we'd be preparing for, like, a cooking class and just being like, all right, like, taking out the seafood and trying to fillet the fish and just, yeah, it was, it was just going wrong. But, uh, you know, my first job was at a restaurant called Fish. I was oh man so Hungry, yeah people were like, just like fingers. it's terrible you know like, <laughs> like it's, it's, so I just went straight in there it's yeah. taken me a long time to a get accustomed to seafood yeah, and when, and when I came back from London uh, I opened up a restaurant with a great friend called Sam um, I was the sous chef there at a restaurant called shout Ingenie. out to Sam yeah, shout big, out to big Sam Sam and Herman uh, he's actually one of the one of the big head chefs that are on there, so we're mm. still working together now. Yeah. As I said, big family crew there, but that was a seafood only restaurant. And yeah, you, right. you ask any of the guys, like the funniest memories we've got is Ben John. Uh, I'd have to do the tasting, right? Got to taste all the food before we start lunch service. And some of the chefs knew that like I can't do things like anchovies or dried like fish guts or anything like that. So what? they'd hide it in the spoon and give it to me and tasting and I'd be <laughs> like, you know like yeah, like more dog. salt, more vin like that. Uh, oh, like, 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 it's not fucking it's not peanuts, <laughs> man. It's anchovies. Like you must, yeah, man. Like Wow. I would have had a good right. fucking laugh. I'm never allowed to pass out at a barbecue because someone's gonna put anchovies <laughs> in my mouth. But uh, what <laughs> would they still can't do anchovies now? And and like things like anchovies, like sardines, no, nah, I can't do Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but like steaks. normal seafood now, I absolutely love it. Like it took me a long time, but like I'm, I'm a big fan now. What was the moment that kind of like 
made that switch like, like definitely a- starting at uh fish restaurant i yeah. i had that was when i was on my apprenticeship uh i was working under a absolutely awesome guy called shane yardley yeah. you know and he, and he was like a father figure yeah. and absolutely incredible with seafood and um i think that's just one of the things that you learn like i think gr- growing up like i wasn't surrounded by a lot of seafood yeah, yeah. and if anything yeah. like i have memories for me were like going out to the beach in new zealand and like taking mussels and pippies like straight out of the out of the beach you know cool. and i think i had a bad pippy once and that just set me off yeah. but coming back to a restaurant where you actually see an appreciation for what real fresh seafood is yes. compared to what you get at like supermarket yeah. yeah and then i learned that even more when we opened up ikijimi so as i said ikijimi was a seafood only restaurant that actually just used to before ikijimi it was a uh, bistro vu which is part of the vudamon group yeah um so we turned that into ikijimi afterwards and obviously ikijimi is a japanese process of basically putting a fish to rest by using a spike that goes through the yeah, nervous yeah. system so the idea is that if you were to catch a fish, it's not on the line for any more than 60 seconds. Otherwise, it's put back in. So there's no stress. Yeah. None of that stress goes through the through the flesh, which causes like the blood to be tainted. Yeah. yeah. Right. It so like it's fresh exactly yeah. super fresh, it's and the you most humane and you can way, like right? age your fish. So like yeah, you can have fish hanging for 10 to 12 days. It still tastes and it's like delicious, it. and yeah. it's really well looked after, and yeah. it's perfect compared to like if you go to somewhere like like coals or like your, your general kind of seafood places, yeah. you put it in your fridge and two days later, you're like, Man, what, you're like, like, what is what that? That's yeah. because what you think is fresh seafood is so far from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think growing up, obviously, like we don't have that kind of information put out to us. Yeah. And especially True. five, 10 years ago, people aren't putting out that, that message. Not even like restaurants are really under the spotlight where we're really talking about ingredients and, and food. Yeah. we're using uh, you know, Mark like, Ether. Mark Ether yeah, as well, right? Mark Ether. Yeah. Exactly. And he was like, he's... So in, Mark Ether was all line caught fish. It was, uh, you know, very sustainable. Super humane. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, that's when I really started to realize, like, shout what, out to Mark Ether as well. Hey, there you go, Mark, his uh, son Brad as well. Keep the you know? Brad. Uh, yeah, Brad Brave right. is fantastic. Holler, bro. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, like you know, they they did some fantastic products, and I learned really about like how you can age fish and what good seafood should taste like, you know. Uh, but there's so many good places out there. You've got like Ocean Made and Clams and things like that. They do fantastic work. But I think. Definitely, it's it's a problem that you get at places like Coles, where people think oh, I'm coming in and I'm getting mm-hmm. fresh seafood, and they're they're not. Yeah. What you're getting is like trawled seafood and stuff that's been completely abused, uh, and it's going to go off in a few days, and that's that's not real flavor, man. It's mine not. society's going to get letters from Coles saying, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, bring it on! <laughs> Canceling any future sponsorships. Ah <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yes, but, uh, so all those grant money that we gave you, yeah, that's we're it. taking it back. But hey, as I said, now um, <laughs> I've, 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 I've overcome the battle of seafood, you know, and uh, I absolutely love it now, you know. So yeah. If you see me eating oysters, you're going to be like, is that Benjo? Like, nah, nah. That's not Benjo. <laughs> you're going to do it secretly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anchovy <laughs> stuffed oysters. We're not there yet. Yeah, with man. sardine puree. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, tell us about, like, I guess, um, what's happening currently, like your position right now. and Yeah, so yeah. currently uh, we're just doing a little bit of takeaway. Um, yep. We're in a building called Capital Grand, so we also have a lot of apartments within Capital Grand. Yeah, and it's a very new restaurant. It only started uh, November last year in Capital Grand before yeah. it was an old twenty-five two rack. So, are you talking about Omnia? Yeah, Omnia. Omnia. So uh, yeah. we've started doing like in-room dining as well as uh, pickup for takeaway, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's it's good for us because we want to be moving into that later on. 
yeah. as we're doing the restaurant at the same time. So it's allowing us to learn mechanics for like how we can bring stuff to the room within the building. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously it's like high-end apartments, so we are able to oh. do a little bit more kind of like things yeah. within the restaurant. That's like yeah. next level. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, yeah. allows us, and it, and it kind of keeps <laughs> it like the community vibe, you know, because yeah. we want to be like a family restaurant where everyone can kind of come in. So it's mm. nice as well that the apartments within that building can call down and That's be like, cool. man, like this is the restaurant That's in my building. I can either like have it in my room or I can bring my friends and bring dope. my family yeah. and we kind of do all spaces. So... Um, right now, like as Airbnb. I said, we're doing like a different yeah. menu every single week, <laughs> right? which is awesome, man. Like we, we get to try anything, like obviously trying a little bit more home style, like pies yeah. and yep. tacos. Mm. We've okay. got a massive smoker mm. downstairs that could probably fit like three whole cows. So man, we're smoking ribs, we're smoking corn, we, we, we're smoking everything, man. Like you find me in the smoker, bro. Like <laughs> 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 you open it up, just wearing like a helmet and scrubbing it out. Like. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's, it's awesome, exciting, man. man. Uh, yeah, we get to do a lot of different things, and we're still trying to stay involved with the community and doing what we can. So, you know, like it, it's it's hard with what's going on, but we're not slowing down. We're trying to do what we can. Are they different levels? Like, is it like, uh, like a ground level? You have a certain restaurant, and then you go up one level, or is yeah, it, so or at is the it moment just all in one? So, Cap of the Grand is quite a tall building. Yeah, and at the very very bottom of Cap of the Grand, you got Omnia. Okay. It's, uh, it's quite a large restaurant. We can probably sit up to anywhere between 80 to 100 people. Um, wow. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a powerhouse. It's a, it's a, it's a great restaurant. Uh, absolutely love being there. You know, great community vibe, family, yeah. lots of regulars, you know, people very open. It's, it's a really great neighborhood like in South Yarra and Chapel and everything like that. Mm. Um, and as I said, there's a lot of expansion happening. There's a lot of things coming up on the horizon. So That's there's cool. a lot of anticipation for that. Uh, you know, the next thing is going to be a little bit of a uh, tea house yeah, vibe. You can't really talk. You can't really talk about it. You can't really talk about it right now. But, you know. uh, it's coming, man. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, like yeah. Come, come to Omnia first, you know, and yeah. you can see us at the bar or at the restaurant. And uh, we'll definitely, we'll yeah. definitely be at the bar yeah. with cameras, 100%. without cameras. We're going to be there. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just be like, yeah. Uh, no, so nah, it's Omnia like start. Like, so Omnia came. Basically, there was a, a group called LKG Hospitality, yep. and they have a few businesses, but they wanted to start doing restaurants and yep. hospitality. So obviously, they're looking around Australia, and they found a chef who could follow their vision and create what they wanted to do with a, a restaurant. Is that and Sam? That was, uh, that was Stephen. Stephen. So Stephen Naren, yes. Yeah. So Stephen Naren's the executive Stephen. chef. Uh, very, very close friend of mine. He was my, when I first started at Vudamon way back in 2014, he was just a chef to party there. And Steve was he was he was incredible, you know, big inspiration. He worked back at restaurants like Eleven Madison Park and stuff, you know, which Daniel is, Hum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Daniel Dang. Hum, make it nice. It used to be at Campton Place. Where I used to work <laughs> in it, San man. Francisco actually. Yeah, bro. Yeah, crazy. So uh he, he progressed up the sous chef and then head chef and uh, he's moved at other places like Estelle by Scott Pickett. No he was doubt. running uh, ESP for a while. And then he opened up Omnia. So he's done that with a few other big guys from Vudamon, like Sammy Homan and uh, John Dimitris, who are basically like three of my closest friends and biggest mentors in, in cooking. And I've had the opportunity to work with them for years and then go around, travel the world, and come back to finally work with them again. That's so cool, it's really man. cool. It's, it's kind of like yeah, it's so being cool. with family, you know? It's, yeah. it's uh, three cool. absolutely amazing guys to work with. There's a lot of other chefs there that are really cool guys. We've pulled in like a great community from uh, lots of different restaurants, so it's a really cool space, man. You know, and great, great place to be. Very happy. 
yeah good good place that's to learn. exciting as well like yeah, when you get to work sure. with people that you've been working with especially at like a really high level and you mm. guys get to create something special together yeah um and there you, you were telling me it's like um it's not only just like a bistro but it's also a restaurant it's a event space it's um it's a lot of different things talk about yeah. the different um kind of the idea behind Omnia is that we want people to be able to come back for a multitude of different reasons. Mm. If you want to come back like four times in a week, you can. Like you can come by yourself one day, sit at the bar, have a yarn to the chefs. (laughs) 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 If you want to be a regular, just add you to the regular. (laughs) (laughs) I want damn ribs, boy. (laughs) We're here with Ben. (laughs) 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 We want the fish wings. We want 28 of those. Just like... (laughs) (laughs) No, but as I said, like there's there's a lot of different spaces (laughs) in the restaurant, you know? It's like... In, in the in the very start it's very open there's lots of like plants and stuff it's like kind of mm. it's an easy spot to quickly come in for a business meeting yep yeah. you know you could have your steak or a piece of fish a glass of wine and get back out in half an hour or you can move closer up and it's kind of like the bower room it looks like a, like a wine barrel on the roof you know that's oh, a little that's bit more intimate cool. you can bring a nice date or like right. you know we like should close go family date. members yeah. we should go on a date night just yeah. us three I gotta take my family there I gotta take my girl there I you can come back <laughs> three four <laughs> times <laughs> in a week but for something else like as I said a business meeting mm, a family exciting, a day cool. just by yourself sitting at the bar it's a place that we we want to have where locals can come back multiple times you know and that's what's been really cool. Like coming from a fine dining background, as I said, you got people only coming like once a year for like really special occasions. Yeah. Whereas like here on the air, like we see people coming back almost every night sometimes. Yeah. And right. and and that's how you build the it's community. It's amazing, though. but that's what's yeah. fantastic. Is like you learn to meet those people. You know them yeah. by name. Yeah. You create yeah. custom menus for that's them. Dope. You get to yes. know what their flavors are like, yes. and they're coming back because they feel appreciated. And they feel like you're doing something for them that's different, you know. Like, yeah. imagine walking into a restaurant and people are like, "Oh man, like Angel, how you going, man?" Hey, like, up? yeah, like that. Some fish wings. Yeah, the mezcal, <laughs> no worries. Like, we've got your favorite mezcal. We know you like that one. We've like no work. We're finishing that espresso for you, and you're like sitting there like with your date or something like that. You're like, yeah, yeah, fuck. Like they know me, yeah. like, you know. Like, yeah. but it's one of those little well. things. Like, like they know you. Like we remember VIP, you, and we want VIP you to come back. Exactly. Mm. You know, it's nice that's that you can come back and have any type of occasion doing that and that's yeah, really so, cool yeah. you know so it looks yeah. like Mind Society is going to have business meetings there date meetings with each <laughs> other even if it's meetings you don't want to talk about you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't judge real. we still serve for the real. food man <laughs> like, just, just, just bring the mascot just bring the bottle mascot out, <laughs> yeah please. true you just go there and you're like have you seen people who are like at different stages like they come with a day then they come by themselves they're like sad happy, like, <laughs> going through a divorce whole life story <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they come as a child they leave as a man <laughs> they have to come it, back with a family uh, <laughs> is it like modern Australian European what, uh, it? well, it's, it's, it's a European bistro so we do yep. like a combination you know we've got like techniques of French cooking with yep. like European background we've got fine dining influence Dope. obviously in, in kitchens these days there's so many people from different backgrounds we can bring in Mexican, you guys are making Mexican food. Oh, right, yeah, you saw us in the pork belly tacos the other week. Like, Big Sam's, like, absolute killer of the Mexican food, man. Like, that guy will whip out some flavor. Uh, but yeah, man, like, just just anything, you know, like, it's it's just simple food, but with refined flavors presented beautifully Mm. and just a little bit of cutting edge, you know. Yeah, we're not trying to change the scene, we're just doing what's right and doing what's tasty. Yeah, for sure. So Did you guys get like closed when when like all the restrictions and stuff came? Of in? course, of course. Um, 
obviously we were trying to push on until the very very end yeah so yeah, you know yeah. like it, it was rough like uh we opened up uh before we had the pop-up they we only opened up in november and it was oh, man, it's been going crazy. super well you know like we were super busy big team absolutely ramped and it's just such a good feeling when you're you're coming into work and you're peeking into the window before you start and the restaurant's packed and you're like mm. I got, got a big day ahead of me like you know the boys are, you walk in the boys are pushing on yeah you're just yeah. finding out immediately like what are we going to do what's the issues all that kind of jazz and you know we we're doing upwards of nearly a thousand covers a week and Ooh, uh, I remember geez. on the last week of COVID it was down to like how many we got booked tonight and it would be upwards of 20 instead of 120 so uh oh, it was people out that's crazy. Well. yeah but you know it slowly started dwindling and we're like look we're gonna hang on and i think the the last saturday we had we had a lot of people coming in for their last kind of dinner like well you know i think it's gonna be the last time yeah. yeah and it was just awesome to see people coming in and supporting the fact that this could be the last meal yeah, yeah. and then of course you know we were like ah, oh, we're gonna we're gonna try stay on and then all of a sudden it was like this is what we're doing the next day and these are our menu ideas to yeah. just it's over and and you know like let's just clean up let's see what we've got to try and freeze down what we're going to have to waste and and that's a hard thing in a kitchen you know you don't want to be losing anything and uh wastage is such a big thing in a kitchen when all of a sudden you've got to decide that the next day you can't operate anymore it's like that's hard yeah Mm. shit what do you do you're looking at you're looking at your fridges and you're looking at your produce going there's nothing we can do here Yeah. yeah and you know, takeaway at that time wasn't huge because it had just kind of happened. Yeah. So at that time, people were all just like, okay, well, let's let's just stay inside. We're not going <laughs> to yeah. do anything, you know. Luckily, after a few weeks, it kind of became the norm. And, yeah. and takeaway is like a little bit easier now. More people doing it. Like they've, they've got, kind of got sick of cooking or <laughs> yeah. they can't cook at home. Or well, they completely botched their like, yeah, totally. Like, and so, you know, like, yeah. things, things went out like so... It, becomes a little bit easier but of course it was yeah. a massive shock to everyone where wow. you're living your daily life and then all of a sudden next day that's it it's all gone. Yeah. And, and you're sitting there with boxes of eggs or milk and all of those produce where you just think yeah. to yourself there's nothing we can do with this yeah. And, yeah. and you've just got to bite the you know bite the bird and take the cards that are dealt to you and figure out what you're going to do with that situation and yeah. unfortunately it's not the easiest thing that uh, anyone could have done and a lot of restaurants are suffering a lot of restaurants have closed down completely, which is devastating. Yeah. yeah. I remember when, uh, just as this thing was kind of heating up, I had two good friends of mine come over from London. And the first place I took them to was like, well, I'm going to take them to Juicy Bao in Chinatown. Oh, you know, like yeah. Juicy Bao, it's like yep. the best dumplings out there, right? And good I just stuff. remember walking yeah. into Chinatown and it was empty compared yeah. to like being packed right? right and yeah. normally it's like you walk in the yeah. juicy bar and they're like you, you get Heavy. told half an hour or you're lucky to find a table yeah. i walked in there was two tables in there That's i was thinking, crazy, just like yeah. man like this is one of the best dumpling houses in in, in chinatown and it's empty yeah. and that really hit home for me it was like you know like i know it's a massive thing but we automatically dispatch and and and, and hide from the restaurants yeah. that we think are dangerous or we want to we want to stay away from that just from and like, that's completely explainable because no one knew what was going on like high like volume that. places right but so like, many places have closed yeah. down that were institutions yeah. and yeah. and it's rough to see it's like we should be supporting yeah. restaurants in a time yeah. like this yeah because our entire job is that we want to be here to support you and and bring food to your table and try to cater an experience and then when we need it most 
obviously everyone's kind of shied away from it and if, you can't blame anyone for that but it's a rough time where it's like yeah. Yeah. now is a time that if you can go to a restaurant especially like a local restaurant uh like your little farmers markets your local like little cafes like small individually owned businesses yeah. they need the help Big and we want to need we need to Massive. get out there we need to help them we Massive. have the extra money yeah. Go go buy some ingredients at a little farmer's market. Help the little farmer rather than like the big places like yeah, you know, sure. like supermarkets and yeah. coals because they're they're fine, you know, but us us yeah. like little guys screaming it. We we need we need the help, you know, and 100%. uh it's gonna come back around. It's as I said, hospitality is community, it's family. Yeah. We're gonna see that you're coming back and you, you you know, you make relationships through that, you make friendships and then at the end of all of this you're coming back a year later when it's all going on and that's where you, that's, you know that's where you get hooked up you get yeah. a nice little free that. bundle of all the stuff yeah, and, you know yeah, yeah like you, you, you make you build a relationship because you've supported someone who's going to be able to support you for a much longer time after that you know it's little things go a long way in a time like this definitely yeah. Yeah. well like how has um, staff been affected like well staff's hard yeah. obviously yeah. the hospitality industry is built on people from different parts of the world that's yeah. right. You know, like in, in Australia, where I'm from, New Zealand, it's very multicultural. So yeah, exactly. a lot of the restaurants that have worked and the majority of the restaurants have worked and most people aren't from Australia. Yeah, most people real. from different parts of for the sure. country. And even if you're on a visa or on a sponsorship, anything like that, yeah, it's tough. just like that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I said overnight, they're, they're gone. We can't take them back. Unless yep. they're an Australian citizen or I'm lucky enough, I'm from New Zealand yeah. and we managed to, after a few weeks of uh, fighting, get onto JobKeeper. Yeah. get help from the government but other people unfortunately luckily, can't and, yeah, and you luckily. know as I said ha- over 50% of our restaurant is built no doubt on, on people from overseas yeah. and these guys are coming over with a sole reason of I want to come here to see a beautiful country and I want to come here to work yeah. And, yeah. and I'm sorry but most of them work their ass off harder than time, who, you know the general population yeah for sure yeah. um and it's just devastating to see that those people yeah. have to leave or go back home or have gotten no, like, nowhere to go, like like our dishwashers and yeah, everything like that. You know, we've got, we got no ones. Yeah. They, got, they don't get the, uh, the No, they get, they get you know nothing. I mean? So, you know, that's why a lot of restaurants are affected and it's really hard to see that people within the industry or from overseas are not getting the correct support. Mm. I'm sure everyone's got different opinions and there's different reasons as to why. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, can't, you can't argue or fight <clears> the good fight, but... It is definitely hard in our industry of hospitality where the majority is made up from these guys who come overseas. They bring their different palettes, they bring their different yes. knowledge, they bring their all their different too. stories. They bust their ass in the kitchen. Yeah, they bust their ass. They work heavy Hard. hours, they work long days, and, and they just want to be in the community and doing their job. And it's really unfortunate that we've had to see the majority of them go home. I remember like a lot of my close friends... I had, had to, to I couldn't even say goodbye to. It was just like, yep. hey man, I'm going home. And I've That's known crazy. them and worked for them in kitchens like for days and, and years and just being like, man, they've got to go home because they, they can't get help. And we're probably not going to mm. see those people again. And and it's rough because they, they make you family. Yeah. yeah, You know, like the kitchen to me is, is is not just like my workplace. It's not like going to an office. It's like they're, they're my family. Yeah, really. I see oh. them more than my family, more than 100. my friends. I have, I sit... I have breakfast with them. I have dinner with them. I cry with them. Like yeah, everything, sure. man. Yeah. Like it's 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 rough. It's uh it's part of your family that's leaving. On that sure. point, though, like, do, are you feeling like optimistic <laughs> about like um, the industry coming back? Like, how are you feeling about the industry? Oh, coming definitely, back? definitely. Ho- hospitality is a tight knit industry. Everyone knows everyone. 
it's it's as I said, it's community, it's family. Yeah. And like family never dies, man. Like sure. we're gonna go for a hard patch. We are going for a hard patch. A lot of things are breaking and suffering, but we're all staying out. There's all of these different pages that are going on. You got people like starting little groups and doing like food stalls and stuff for people who are suffering, so, just giving out whatever we have. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's taking it hard, but obviously hospitality is taking it really hard, but we're still trying to do whatever we can to see that people have food or they're looked after or they're getting like little baskets of of produce, like yeah. whatever we can do. Yeah. And I think that just builds the entire brand of hospitality more. Yeah. And that when we come out of this, we're going to be like, all right, well, like, who's still tight. standing? Who's not still yeah. standing? What can we do? Yeah, and just dope. move the entire community further to an idea where it's like, this is what we do. We we try to like make people feel happy and make people feel nurtured. And it's a place where you can come and, and, and feel safe. And that's what hospitality is. Yeah, so right. if restaurants are, you know, falling apart and crumbling right now, it sucks. But it's it's only making us closer and we're going to come out the end of this we're going to find new ways to build i feel like there's going to be a another massive wave of you know newfound energy and the people sure. that come back at a thing like this yeah, you look at it, it's like okay it's like well sure. there's going to be the yeah. people that are afraid to yeah. come out to restaurants at the end of this or anything like a like a theme park or a cinema or anything like that yeah and then there's going to be the people that have been banking on yeah, wanting to come back to something yeah, like that, right? Waiting for it. And, and you're like, going to have these guys coming in. When it, yeah, exactly, like walking with them, whatever, man. Yeah. But they're going to be so ready to, to receive that experience. <laughs> fucking yeah. lobster, baby. To receive that food. <laughs> yeah. and, and like, as I said before, like, like I, I really attach like what your favorite meal is to like an experience, right? Yeah. And the experience yeah. is attached to a memory. No, right. And if you can yeah. go to it like if like you like people yeah. say like what's your favorite dish? Yeah. I can't answer what my favorite dish is, but I can yeah. answer what my favorite memory is. And Christmas, yeah, it's roast potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And birthday Fish times like it's like, like yeah, yeah, there you go, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's ribs at a barbecue, right? Yeah. But if you can go to a restaurant and you've had an experience and that's attached, like man, I went for my like my fifth wedding anniversary and mm, I, it's yeah. just one of the best memories I've had, and that's that was real. like of this food. People are coming back and they're going to come, the clients that come back at their beginning who have been banking on coming back for that experience of attached memory to, yeah. those are the people that like yeah. we, we can't wait to see, you know, and we want yeah, other people real. to come out of their shell and realize that they can come back and it's a safe space as well. And I think like, you know, it's going to be a much more, people are going to be much more attached to the experience when they come back because they've been waiting on it for so long. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. I was talking to other chefs as well. It's like, it's a bit of a reset. And also like a renaissance as well. I feel like people are really going to bring the heat. Like mm. people are really going to bring like a really high level. That's what I feel like. Like I feel like restaurants when they come back, people are going to have such a high expectation as well. Like people are going to be so stoked to get back into the restaurant. But I feel like as restaurant tours, like they're going to be like, yo, we need to take it to the next level. Like, mm. And I think that a lot of this time that we have um, to kind of rethink and reset I think that people are bossing up their game as well. Like they're they're really looking at their craft, they're focusing, they're really refining their skills, they're refining the process yeah. because they have the time. Like, yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, we're, 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 we're crafty guys, <laughs> and man. I feel like, like you know, yeah, you, you give us time. Like, yeah. Yeah. we're not we're not yeah. sitting there. Like, we're oh, gonna yeah. be out there with no the books. Doubt. Like, all right, what no tastes doubt. good, man? Like, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. And like, we're making plans. Like, just wait. bonito? Yeah. Yeah, like all that stuff that you took us through today, like every single individual component of the dish that we put together today, you really gave us, yeah, you really gave us like a master class on every single, every one dressing slash sauce. You were just like, yo, 
this is this, this is this. And, and I feel like, and just speaking myself, and I'm not even, I'm not even chef, but I cook and I take like the culture that I, that, that I grew up with and my food, I'm really focusing on the details right now. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm making hella tortillas and I post them on, on Instagram ah, and stuff like, tight, bro. bro. And I'm like really focusing, like i and I'm, I'm not even, and I can only imagine you guys in the industry that like, it's your profession and like, there's so much time that's going into every single detail of every single process of the dish. Like I I'm, I'm excited to get back into restaurant because I feel like people are just going to come with the fire. Like people are just yeah. going to come with that. Oh, we're like, waiting, man. Yeah. Waiting, people people man. are just going to come back. Like, like, like restaurant tours. Bring, just bring like, your stretchy yeah. pants dude. Yeah. Bro, right. I'm just going to get an apartment in your building at your <laughs> restaurant. It's just like Airbnb that shit. just like, you don't normally get a side of chips. I'm just going to eat here for every single meal. Right. But like, I actually talking to a lot of the different chefs, that I talk to on the daily is like they're 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 taking this time to really not only go into other things like everyone's baking right now, obviously, right? <laughs> People are getting into fermenting, pickling, oh, yeah. and like really getting into these things. But like I feel like chefs are really gonna come with this oh, new yeah. arsenal of knowledge yeah. and just apply it mm. like right across the board. Doesn't matter what kind of cuisine. I feel like I'm excited to get back oh, into that man. restaurant. Yeah. And and with the with the homies right here and like just sitting at the bar and just getting blown away by stuff at like not even fine dining spots but just like regular spots that like oh, yeah, the nice. chefs have just been putting all of this time into stuff yeah. and they're just gonna be like here you go you need a stretcher to get the fuck out of here you know what i mean like <laughs> you guys are gonna and like um you you started doing stuff that wasn't necessarily in the industry like you started doing things outside of the industry to kind of pass a little bit of the time mm. like can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah, man. So, uh, as I said before, I was doing uh, some reefs. So, like, yeah. kind of like flower installments, nature installments, just going out to nature. Yeah. I mean, we we're dope. still allowed to go outside, which was cool, you know? So, like, we got to, well, I got to go and pick some different flowers and plants, native ingredients, and kind of weave it all into one massive dried flower display, uh, which is on an Instagram page called Wizen Floral, which means like wilted, uh, wizen meaning wilted. And uh put that up try to like i managed to sell a few which was awesome you know but at the end of the day it was just a hobby yeah and it was something that was actually like you looked at it it it's like well i'm not working all the time now what can i do with my spare time and i remember when my brother first came over from new zealand he made one of those for my house and i just remember being like man that's crazy so fucking cool and (laughs) and you know i just kind of got an idea of how he made it and then made a few myself and just realized like this is awesome you know and i've always kind of like put my artistic side to only being able to cook because yep. my handwriting was is, is shocking. You know? you know, I'm like a four year old dyslexic child. Like, uh, I'm bad. Whereas like my, my brother, you know, like he's an incredible artist. And I was right. always like, ah, oh, like I like I've got no artistic skills except like cooking, you know. And then I realized like, oh, well, actually, like I've got which quite is a, a few, and uh, which is an art. Do actually. these things itself? Yeah, of course, sure. definitely. Sure. You know. Yeah. Just don't put a pencil in my hand. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, like being able to do these don't power make me do maths, but, you know. Nah, yeah, let's not go to that, man. <laughs> Writing I think I already mentioned that. I, I don't need math. I'm going to be a chef. <laughs> yeah, open up, open up a restaurant costs a fucking place. You know? uh, but no, it's, it's cool. You know, I've been able to do little things like that. I do like a lot of poetry, a lot of yeah, um, oh, writing a book yes. as well. Oh, right. That's yeah, what's up, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, That's cool. So a lot That's of creative writing. 
Um, you know, I used Gee. to go to like a lot of slam poetry and stuff before this all oh, happened. What the so, yeah, God yeah, damn. Do, do a lot oh, of different things. Right you know? right so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, but uh, no, it's, it's cool. We've been able to keep busy and, you know, as I said, like reconnect with old friends and people that you don't really have time that you normally used to connect with. So uh, I think there's, there's always opportunity to be able to do things that are good for yourself when you can't do the things yeah. that you want to do, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, you know how um, before Kanye West dropped his, like, crazy-ass mixtape or album, whatever, back in the day, he spent, like, ages just in his room and just, like, brewing and, like, he had the time to just, like, be himself, like, be on his own and just, like, put in that work. And it's kind of, like, all the creative chefs and, like, all this, Mm. like, creativity and, like, the, you know, expertise for, like, the food. It's just, like, like, being concentrated and then, like, what's going to come out next is, like, this golden age of... Yeah, it's like oh, a lab. Man. That's it's what like that's what I feel like as well, oh, man. I'm so excited, I agree, man. I agree. I agree with that shit, I mean, man. Like I feel like we're gonna hit. Man. That yeah. blew my mind. I'm, I feel like we're gonna hit a fucking golden age with food, man. And I've been saying that like that's the that's been the common theme that I keep telling these dudes and like whatever other chefs come in here and we like we talk about it and it's just like it's fucking exciting. Yeah. Like it, it's exciting. Like people are gonna bring the fuego straight up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like people are gonna bring it because like all of this time that chefs never get time chefs never get time it's like 12 to 14 hours on your feet right mm-hmm. like like generally gen- gen- generally like a chef's schedule is like 10 to 14 hours on your feet five to six days a week so yeah. when your day's off you fucking just want to chill just right yeah. yeah you don't you don't even want to think about food you want to do any of that kind of shit but like now it's like flip the opposite right so like now you're working. How many days are you working? I'm only doing two days a week. Two yeah. days a week. And yes. then you have Jeez. the Five rest of it to master. like yeah. be just completely oh, experimental, be completely creative. Um, you you live with a house full of chefs, mm. which is fucking amazing. Like, it's nice. I'll crash on your couch for, <laughs> for a week and shit. Like, yeah. I'll be a <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'll be a dick for real. And yeah, it's just like... I smell something good, you know, like, so it's like, it's, it's just crazy. And you also, so you live with these chefs and stuff. Like, do you guys, you guys actually have time now to, to think about food and to, to bounce ideas off of each other and Mm. stuff like that. You guys have barbecues much? You guys cook together much now? Like, I don't think we ever not really thinking about food. You know, we're all a little bit crazy at our roster elite, but, uh, you know, uh, Myself and Nico are like massive on like the Asian food. Yeah. We're always eating way too much, you know. That's all uh, good. Though. Jody, Jody's an incredible chef and also a baker now at Tavolero Bakery. Oh, so she's no always doubt. Bring, like, you know, they're they're super busy, so she's lucky that she gets to keep working and she comes home with like loaves of bread or like croissants and everything. Dang. And that's when you, uh, you, just, you, yeah, you just come straight down in the morning with your butter knife, you know, like nice. <laughs> yeah, like don't like where's the sandwiches? Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's good. And Michael, he's he's still working a lot. Um, they've been lucky enough that they're they're staying busy. Uh, Nico's at Amaru, and they're they're doing really Damn. well. Um, but yeah, man, like as I said, we're all we're all trying to stick together and having good times and we still have our family meals at home and yeah, it's 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 awesome, man. Like we we, we get messy, like it's uh it's a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we did rice paper rolls the other week and oh, it's one of those oh, things where man. it's like, Oh, you know, like it's really nice when you eat rice paper rolls and you finish the meal and you feel good about yourself. It's yeah. like <laughs> that's true, but what <laughs> if you have like twenty? 
You know, yeah. like then you feel great. No, you feel yeah, that's like, I do not yeah, feel good. Yourself. Like twenty is the minimum. Twenty is like it's only bad when you start putting the fried spring roll inside the rice paper roll as well. You know, it's okay, like, that's yeah, next level. Yeah, that's inception. Yeah, rolls within rolls, man. What's wrong with your mind? Ross Street Elite. Yeah, we we live in Ross Street, but you know we call it Ross Street Elite, Ross Street Bistro. Oh, just make some shirts. Oh man, that should be a thing. Yeah. Oh, mate, like, honestly, you know, like, if I just heard that, I'd <laughs> actually shit. think, like, whoa, that sounds like a really If we cool could life. have a restaurant at a house, mate, we could do it. Oh, you guys would fucking kill yeah. it. Normally, it's just a barbecue with, like, a whole pig or something, but... That should <laughs> be its own like, show. a block party on that yeah. street. That should be its own show, like, Ross Street Elite, you know? Oh. It's, like, just a group of chefs just fucking barbecuing. This is, this is my just, society. Just, this is my society trying to sell you on a fucking other series of shit. It's just, like... Have you ever thought of just blocking off the street? And like, <laughs> just sign here and here. <laughs> we'll call yeah. it Mind Society Ross Street Elite. How about that? This is the end of the copyright now. Sorry to the vegetarian <laughs> wheeling out the pig into the fucking middle of the block. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 that's nuts. No, that's been good. That shit will be boss. They have like, like, like a full party with like artists and stuff coming in and playing for shit. real DJs, DJs. yeah, yeah. <laughs> graffiti artists and shit Street <laughs> Ross Street Elite in the house ever 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 fucking breakers and shit come out and fucking, fucking oh yeah windmills flares <laughs> oh man that's yeah, let's make this happen Side <laughs> <laughs> here. It's happening. Uh, <laughs> summer as long as you bring the mezcal, yeah. man, I'm all for it. Like. Oh, I got a hell of mezcal, man. It's happening. Just imagine like a baker who's like got like some fresh ass bread with like some pate. And then oh my like, god! Go as long as, you, like as long as we bring mezcal I know we just and ate, soju, like I'm ready to go again. <laughs> man, so like, mezcal and soju. Yeah, <laughs> man. Then Fuck. fish wings. I just can't get over it. <laughs> they fucking insane. blew my mind first time I had them. Fuck. They good. That's not even to mention that dessert that you dropped on us, too. That was fucked up. Yeah. It's like we had all this incredible Plum food. Plum pie? Yeah. No, we I had all this incredible food, and then, like, Chef was just like, oh, yeah, so we got dessert, too. I was like, dessert at a barbecue? What the fuck? All right, cool. <laughs> <It's> blue. <fancy. laughs> it's fucking blue. It's like five blokes, one spoon. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. Oh, that shit was fuego. Uh, it, was, it was nice, man. It was nice. It's, Damn. It's, it's a good pie. That yeah. was delicious. Good pie between five dudes. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so, take know. a spoon, throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> Lady in the tramp. Good pie. Ah, it's, it's, Lady in the four tramps. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a strong it was pie. Incredible. Yeah. All right. It wasn't big, big enough. Time. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, but yeah. beggars yeah. can't be choosing. That's it, man. We had a lot. Yeah, so. We ate a lot. We actually ate a lot throughout yeah. that whole thing, too. That was crazy. Like, we had, like, 10 or 12 courses of shit. <laughs> like, what? there was just hell of courses, yeah. Did we did we cook tortillas that time? Did I cook tor- tortillas? Nah. No, nah, nah. not that time. Because nah. every time. single at the, time. At the party. Yeah. Nah, because every party. single time. I feel like I'm never there for your tortillas, man. Like, dude, because, like, you... that time, nah, dude, Same. that time, though, that time I was just like, hey, Tim, should I bring, and you could pull Tim up on this shit. I was like, hey, Tim, should I bring masa this time? He's like, nah, it's sweet, man. It's all good. We got bread. And I was like, all right, <laughs> bread? Motherfucker. Tortillas, bread? All right, cool. Cool. I show up without tortillas. That was one of the only times that I show up to the barbecue because, like, my contribution is like mezcal, 
tortillas, mole, salsa. That's it. Like, that's all I can contribute to a fucking barbecue, right? And then he's uh, like, Have you oh, ever yeah. come to one of my barbecues, man? Just, <laughs> you gotta just bring everything. <laughs> yeah, just bring it all, just man. show up. Yeah. Yeah. Go all out. Yeah. And so he's just like, no, it's all good. We're all good. We got we got bread or something. Like, they had picked up some bread from the market or something. Which is dope. Mm. But, yeah, you can, you can pull them up on that shit. Yeah. Pull I, you can put that. anything on a tortilla. <laughs> like, yeah. Come on. It's the edible plate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Amazing. So do you do you dabble in like other other different types of things other than like seafood? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, like you know, sea, seafoods awesome. seafoods in the background uh, do anything. Uh, I find like a lot of the cooking that I do is outside of work anyway. Is like very multicultural. Mm. As I said, mm. like growing up with a lot of different cuisines, so it can be anything. You know, like I like to cook all types of food. Like big on curries and Japanese, yeah. Asian, everything, man. So like. Yeah, I and never know like, just, especially fried chicken. Like you put fried chicken in front of me, it's over. Yeah, it's straight to the bone. Oh, man. Man, I, I love gammy. I'm big on gammy. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, we should be fucking eating gammy right Dude. now. <laughs> don't, don't. It's like you know, I'm a, I'm a really refined guy, but if you put chopsticks in my hand, I'm an animal. Yeah, just like you know, I'm like Goku. Oh, you, like um, how much traveling have you done? Uh, so when I first came to Melbourne, I did. I've just done like New Zealand and Melbourne. Yeah. And then I went over to London. I did quite a lot of Europe, so like places like Italy, France, oh, wow. um, Spain, like did Amsterdam, Denmark, Ooh, yeah. Copenhagen. Visited places like you know a lot of a lot of places like La Chance and Noma, Relay. Yeah, dope. Geranium, all you know, did, did spend all of my money that I'd saved up in a few weeks, <laughs> but it was worth That's it, what you it's know. About, yeah, like yeah. just going to like gelato shops in Florence and uh, asking for like six scoops of gelato, Jeez. you know. I still remember like this crazy time, man. Like, I, I was waiting to get onto a I was on the waiting list for a restaurant called La Chance, it was a three star Michelin, and I was like, there's no way I'm gonna get on, like, I'm, I'm on the waiting list, so I was waiting to get in this like three hours in this massive line to get into the catacombs and before i gone into that i probably went around like three or four different ice cream shops like gelato <laughs> shops sorry ice cream <laughs> gelato and i probably had a good 15 scoops of gelato uh, like, yeah man like you go into an ice like it's like i'm, I'm only going to be here once in my life like yeah, i can't true. have one scoop i'm gonna have five mm. and they, and they the sold five fair. like tasting me like well, clearly so I had like 15 scoops of gelato, waiting in the line to get into the catacombs. I'm going to call from the strands like, hey, we just had someone cancel, we missed their flight. Like, do you reckon you oh. could come here in the next half an hour? And I was just thinking like, <laughs> oh my God, I've just had 15 scoops of gelato. And I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, like half an hour, no worries. And I was trying to find a taxi somewhere. I couldn't find a taxi. I'm just like legging it down to my hostel. Gosh. It's like 25, 30 degrees. Finally managed to find a taxi by the time I got to the hostel, which was like a couple kilometers away, and hopped in the taxi and I got to the Strance. I'm sitting there in like a white shirt like this, just with like sweat patch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, like this ice cream in my stomach and I'm about to have like 12 courses and oh, yeah, it was like an expensive 500 euros to uh... <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, exactly. You know, I remember being in a hostel, people were like, oh, what are you doing today? I'm like, oh, I'm going to lunch, you know, just, just lunch. drop 500 euros. They're like, 
Man, that's my three months three months travel budget. I'm like, yeah, I'd have spent that on lunch, man. Like, <laughs> but that's like hospitality too. Yeah, though, that's what man. we do, like, man. You got to do it. But we uh, earn yeah. fuck all, and then we blow it all at fucking blow it all on food, dope you know? ass food, and yeah, dope so, ass drink. Uh, traveled around a lot of Europe, uh, quite a lot of Asian countries. Um, I was actually supposed to go to Singapore, like just before this all oh, yeah, came yeah. on. Yeah, like me and me and my uh, one of my True. head chefs, Sam, we were going to go to Singapore and do like a big food tour for a week. Yeah. We had like lots of restaurants booked. We were going to go to all the hawker halls and had it all planned out. Funny enough, I was like, man, look at like the flight prices right now because of COVID. <laughs> you know, like it's cheap. It was oh, like two hundred and fifty dollars well. <laughs> to go to Singapore. <laughs> Return. I was like, we're going, and then. Just it got to a stage locked, where yeah. it got more and more. I was like calling the government. I was calling like the hotlines. Like, can I go to Singapore? They're like, it's fine. It's fine. Singapore is fine. And then all of a sudden, it was like, you know, a week later, but like, it's not fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, shit. So, uh, you know, that ticket's still somewhere in leeway. So, uh, can't even get through to the airlines. I like, still haven't got an answer. But, uh, well, oh, shit. yeah, we'll, we'll go to Singapore soon, you know, like. Yeah. We'll be fine. And they have been up, you know. Exactly, yeah. Pretty when good when travel comes back. Like, they're handling all the situations. So. Yeah. 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 No, we'll, we'll be all right, you know. I'll give it a, give another year and uh, you see me in a hawker hall somewhere, chopsticks <laughs> in hand, button undone. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Having oh, some gelato on the way. <laughs> oh, oh, mate, don't don't tempt me. Like. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad. Yeah. Man, that's um, good. Now I want some gelato. I'm fucking yeah. hungry now. <laughs> I'm actually like, fuck. We better wrap this up because I'm about to go eat right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hungry. My stomach's eating itself. Really. <laughs> cool. Let's wrap it up there. Amazing. Hey, That's unreal. Fucking, oh, man. Good times. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure to come on board today yeah. and chat some good things. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. And, uh, thank look you. forward to the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking forward to being at Omnia Bistro to oh, be honest yeah, I'm so down oh, yeah. get down man the yeah, way you're talking about it down. I know yeah. hey, I'm taking it everywhere <laughs> yeah. my whole life story is going to be at Omnia yeah man get like it's going to be dope <laughs> <laughs> have kids there everything <laughs> get married there like, propose <laughs> labour in the kitchen have <laughs> 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 yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's fine yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> some people got the altar far. in the background we can have the smoker you don't need a smoke machine you just need some ribs and smoke coming out in there like dramatic <laughs> yeah sick alright yeah, good well, times let's, let's wrap it there thank um, you thank you thank you thank you so yeah thanks for stopping by that was a that was a really fun episode oh, oh. yeah it. that was dope yeah. man it left me feeling really hungry by the so end yeah <laughs> But um, yeah, so we'll finish it off that uh, you can find the podcast on our Facebook. Yeah, and if you search up Mind Study Studios on Spotify. Spotify to find the Take Two podcast, you can hear the complete audio podcast there as well. And, um, and yeah. check out a Chef's Cure as well. Yes. On YouTube and Ben John. Ben How do we find yeah. you on Instagram and the Just uh, follow yeah. Omnia, O-M-N-I-A, Omnia Bistro, and uh, go from there. Yeah. And your Sweet. your your handle as well. What's your handle? Uh the yeah, your, flowers your and stuff. Instagram. Wizen Floral. So W I Z E N Floral. Mm. Yeah. And you have a personal one as yeah, well. What's your personal one? Uh, ben John Chef. Ben John Chef. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> all three of those. Follow those. Follow <laughs> everything. Yeah. Just get on board. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Take care. Fish there. Thanks for having That's us. Good.